You're listening to the Meditation and Mental Prayer Podcast, Catholics Talking to God. This is episode 16, Mental Prayer as Preparation for Martyrdom. Dias Maragat Agus Fodrig, God and Mary to you. In this episode, we will acknowledge the two things that hinder us on our journey to perfection and the remedy for these. Lastly, we'll consider how mental prayer prepares us for the coming martyrdom. We come to do mental prayer for one main reason, and that is to become perfect. So that becoming perfect, we will someday enter heaven. And of course, Jesus told us to become perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. But there are a number of things that get in the way. One thing is our understanding and the other is our will. We don't really have a great understanding, a very deep understanding of mental prayer. We might read about it, hear what the different saints have to say about it. But until we actually carry it out, until we do it and experience it, we can't really know a great deal. The other problem is the problem of our will, the will to carry it out and to keep at it. So where the ignorance of the spiritual life is concerned, the remedy really is to find instructions in Holy Scripture. The more we read Scripture, the more we're reading the Word of God, and that leads us to meditation. There is a thing called spiritual drowsiness, and it comes from a lack of will to apply ourselves to meditation. And that destroys the energy of the soul. It destroys us. It makes us weak and flabby in our spiritual life. It's as if we're really half asleep. So we do have a great deal of faith and we carry out many, many um, prayers and devotions. But in our heart of hearts, we're not applying ourselves to what actually God wants of us. And that's the important thing. But of course, the problem is that we have got to get stuck into that mental prayer. And the thing that keeps us back, unfortunately, is the sleepiness. It's like we're sleeping And our imaginations then are able to work overtime on all the silly things of life. Talking to people in our heads, wondering about what's going to happen next, worrying. All the things that take up the mental stresses of the day, they reign full in our lives. While the spiritual side, the talking to God, the opening of the soul, that goes by the wayside. So we have to wake up. We have to wake up now and begin mental prayer because, believe me, there is something important I want to say to you in warning. Jesus gathered his disciples together, all 12 of them, and he gave them a warning. He said to them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be betrayed to the chief priests and the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death. And he said to all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. And take up his cross daily and follow me. Then Jesus took unto him the twelve and said to them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and all things shall be accomplished, which were written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man. For he shall be delivered to the Gentiles, and shall be mocked and scourged and spit upon. And after they have scourged him, they will put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things. And this word was hid from them, and they understood not the things that were said. At the very same moment that Jesus was giving his disciples this warning, at that moment the demons were gathering. They were gathering in Jerusalem. They were surrounding the scribes and the Pharisees. 
poking them, prodding them, suggesting to them, filling them with jealousy toward our Lord to such an extent that they wanted him dead. Jesus knew about this. Do you know that the very same thing is happening now? That there is a group of people planning the total destruction of our faith, our religion? Do you know this? Do you understand it? Or do you refuse to accept it? Well, for those who do accept it and know what's ahead, you need to prepare now and you need to prepare to win. And I'm afraid for us, the only trophy is heaven. There's nothing here on earth for us. Remember how Our Lady said to Bernadette, I cannot promise you happiness in this life, but in the next. Let's never forget what Our Lady at Fatima said. She warned, the good will be martyred. The Holy Father will have much to suffer. Various nations will be annihilated. When Jesus warned his disciples, he wanted to prepare them. Jesus and Our Lady send us many warnings and they enlighten lots of good Catholics to come and tell us to be prepared. There's no shortage of people on YouTube and on the internet telling us how to be prepared. And so we have no excuse. Prayer, especially the Rosary, the Eucharist and a close relationship with God are the ways to prepare. We all know this. The close relationship comes from mental prayer, from meditating on the scriptures, meditating on the Mass and the Rosary and opening ourselves then to mental prayer, which in turn will enlighten us when we're at Mass, when we're at confession or going to confession, when we're saying the Rosary. The practice of mental prayer teaches us and trains us to go deeper into our spirituality. And we're going to need that. Many will be martyred. You just don't get martyred overnight. It takes a while. You get a lot of warnings and they're very scary and very frightening. And you need to have the courage to stand firm. Read stories of the martyrs. Very rarely did somebody run up behind them and chop their heads off out of the blue. I suppose it did happen, but all the stories are of very frightening things being said to them before they were actually killed. And they were very often killed in a horrendous way. You know, we need to be able to elevate our mind and we need to be on the lookout for anything that would be introduced to our bodies, our minds or our environment. Anything that would have a detrimental effect on our ability to be able to raise our minds and hearts to God in prayer. The disciples had constant contact with our Lord throughout the day as they listened to the words of Jesus. We can have that contact as well if we carry a New Testament with us and just dip into it during the day and speak to our Lord about what we read. Practicing mental prayer in this way during the day will train our minds and our hearts so that when we come to say the rosary or concentrate on praying at Mass, it'll be much easier for us. Our minds will be equipped for it. Gone will be all the chittering and the wandering of the mind because mental prayer does that. It trains us to focus on Jesus and on conversation with him. Having now come to realise that to understand mental prayer, we must practise it daily. All the reading about it and how the saints did it will be to no avail if we do not become part of the action ourselves. Now for the problem of managing to get our will to enable us to make mental prayer one of the foundations of our spiritual life. How do we will ourselves to turn aside from our worldly pursuits and apply ourselves to meditate on the word of God? How do we encourage ourselves to make a practice of mental prayer? Well, firstly, 
You have to keep trying, no matter how many times you put it off until tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Keep trying to make it a part of your life. Don't ever give up. Another thing you can do is picture yourself in your imagination doing it, like you picture yourself doing other things that come to fruition because you imagined doing them and then carried them out. A third thing you can do is... You can picture a group of holy angels who have been sent by Our Lady waiting for you, waiting to begin. They cannot begin without you. But of course, the quickest and easiest and best way to succeed in this endeavour is to pray for the grace of fortitude. For that, we need to prepare ourselves. If we think only and hope only for prosperity and earthly glory, we're going to find ourselves in trouble. We're going to find ourselves not able to stay Catholic. Catholics who have a purely material ideal of life will find it very difficult to understand the huge spiritual significance of what is about to befall us. We need to begin now to practice taking up our cross and following Christ, following him to that Calvary that he warned about. Remember, St. Peter, at the first mention of the Passion, had exclaimed, Lord, be it far from thee, this shall not happen unto thee. Jesus had said, Go behind me, Satan, because thou savourest not the things that are of God, but the things that are of men. We are about to suffer if we choose to take up our cross, and we must be ready to be totally bound to God and be living in his kingdom through mental prayer to be able to sustain ourselves through what we will have to face and the suffering that we will endure. You see, to human wisdom, suffering is incomprehensible. It's disconcerting. We hate it. We murmur against it. Often we lose trust in God. But the difference is that according to the wisdom of God, suffering is a means of salvation and redemption. And as it was necessary for Christ to have suffered these things, and so to enter into his glory, it is also necessary for the Christian to be refined in the crucible of sorrow in order to attain to sanctity, to eternal life. You know, it wasn't until the Holy Spirit descended that the apostles understood the real significance of everything, of the suffering and death of Jesus on the cross. With our ordinary intellect and understanding, we can't understand the cross, not fully, not enough to be able to lift it, shoulder it and follow Christ to our death. I can't get it out of my head that Our Lady of Good Success said that in the 20th century there would be unbridled luxury. And it's not just that. It's that we, for so many years now, have imagined that being Christian, being near to God, meant that we lived this idyllic life where every prayer was answered. So with that in mind, let me share with you the prayer from Divine Intimacy for this particular piece of gospel. O my Jesus, the cross is your standard. I should be very ashamed to ask to be delivered from it. From one evil only, I ardently beg you to preserve me from any deliberate sin, however slight. O Lord, I beg you by the merits of your sacred passion to keep all sin far from me. But as for other evils, bodily or spiritual sufferings, physical pain or mental anguish, I beg your light and strength, like to understand the hidden meaning which they have in the plans of your divine providence, like to believe firmly that every sorrow or trial Every pain or disappointment is planned by you for my greater good. Strength not to let myself be influenced by the false maxims of the world or led astray by the vain mirage of earthly happiness. Strength to accept suffering of any kind with courage and love. (laughs) 